Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, hey, Mark. Hey, Liz. What you doing? Videoing you. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, so again, as usual, we never know when this is going to actually be out in the real podcast world. But this is Mother's Day weekend. Yes. What you doing? How are you celebrating Miss Camille? I am going to take her an orchid oh. in the morning and then take her out to eat. Maybe IHOP. No, she won't go there. I wish she would. Why but, Why won't she go to IHOP? Uh, she will. My dad will go anywhere. Waffle House, IHOP, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, me too. My mother is a little bit more, she loves her poached eggs. Oh, well, Daphne, my oldest daughter, is coming home on Monday. So we're okay. going to do a Monday night dinner with all the children. So I said, right. tomorrow, just act like it's not Mother's Day. I mean, yes, just, that's tomorrow. Just, yeah. Yeah. And Monday. then I just kind of want to, you know, Mark, I love my screened porch. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even when it's hot as fire, yeah. I'll sit out on it. And it's not hot as fire yet. Today's a gorgeous day. My little butt's going to be on my screen porch reading my book. Good. <gasps> I'm reading a really good book. What is it? It's called The Little Stranger. Okay. It's a gothic horror novel. And it's good. I mean, it's scary. It How reminds so? me a little bit of The Haunting of Hill House, which was on Netflix, which I was so good. That. Uh, yeah, and it just, it doesn't start off real scary. And mm-hmm. you're just kind of getting to know this family, this old crumbling mansion. And uh-huh. then things just start getting weirder and weirder. And mm-hmm. there's a love story. I mean, it's just the perfect, I mean, I would have devoured this book when I was a teenage girl. Mm. And I do now. I mean, it's, it's standing the test of time. It's Where'd not old. Get, how did you find out about it? TikTok. Really? I'm on the book talk. I'll bet you and are. And I see book recommendations all the time. And half the time, they're not great. But sometimes if someone recommends more than one book and I've read one and I yeah. liked it, then I'll follow That's them. It. So I'm like, okay, they like what I like. Uh-huh. And I read some guy, some guy. It was really good. And that's what I'll be doing tomorrow, Mother's Day. Yay. Well, good. That's a good Mother's Day. Now it's grandmother time. So we'll get started. Welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. So this is episode six. Yes. 
So if you've made it this far, hello. Hi. And we love you. We do. And keep listening. Yeah. Um, but if for some reason you just found us and you don't want to go back to listen to episode five. Well, then go back and listen anyway. I think that'd be a good idea, but we'll recap it a little bit. Yeah. Last episode, we met Chicken Eisenberg. <laughs> chicken. At least I think we did. With a name like Chicken, you can't be too sure. Right. Elizabeth is not dating Gussie anymore, but right. she's bumping into him a lot, probably because Gussie is the big brother brother of her best friend, Lil. Lil. So Lil and Gussie, brother, sister, and Elizabeth and Gussie have broken up. We talked about what a leap year was. Yes. You're a leap year baby. I'm a leap year baby. I am 13 and three quarters years old. I will be that 14 right. next year. So I'm almost Elizabeth's age right now. Yeah, sure. There you go. I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else we talked about. Oh, we talked, you know, about how America thought they were going to war with China right. that year. We always think we're going to war with China. So nothing changes. Nothing so now changed. we feel better about right. our life circumstance. So that's good. Dad is still out of work. Yes. He had tried to become a Maytag salesman or a repairman the last we heard, but he didn't get that job. And so everyone's real worried. Mm-hmm about what they're going to do next. Yeah. We talked about how she, Francis, and Lil busted into Gussie's room That's right. to find that letter from Ray. Who was Ray? Because Ray is dating right. Francis, Francis, and he is boyfriend. Gussie's best friend. You yeah. know what? I need to make yeah. not just a family tree for the Instagram, uh-huh. but also a friend tree. Yeah. Like, Flow here's Elizabeth. And then so everybody can kind of keep everybody together. Totally. Because not only is she hanging out with, like, brothers and sisters, but her own cousins. Right. So it gets real confusing. Right. You know, they're more than just friends. Anyway, let's see. Gussie's highway girl, Henrietta, yeah, yeah. is out of town. So Elizabeth is super excited about that because she was super jealous. And these highway girls would come and go. I mean, Gussie was dating her really temporarily. I mean, she, you yeah. Know, oh, yeah. You know, she was just like in and out and she was building, you know, Route 66, we think. So. Yes, we, that's what we think. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yes. I know. And it went straight through there. And Just we met an Henrietta on our last yes. episode, and she ended up marrying a guy who owned a gas station or worked for a gas station, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So she was just highway in it all highway along. Highway Henrietta. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they made a request on the radio, oh, and yeah. they got so excited they didn't even hear the song because they're too right. busy jumping around screaming. I thought that was a real cute little teenage moment, mm-hmm. and I loved that. And then it was Valentine's Day. She got four Valentines. She gave none. Right. So she's the hot girl. And then we found out that on, I guess it was Valentine night, a young man named Bill Terrell rode by her house at least six times and didn't get the nerve to stop in. Mm -hmm. And then he asked her out for a date. Mm -hmm. And that's where we ended episode five. Oh, Bill. February 21st, 1932. Bill Terrell stood me up tonight. February 22nd, 1932. Didn't have any classes this morning. Just fooled around after the school. We were dismissed at 10.30, and Lil and I went to town. Went to a George Washington birthday program at the school this afternoon. Lil and I went to the drugstore afterwards. Talked to Linder, Pickles, and Sam. We went over to Lil's and radioed. Didn't say much to Bill today. All right. So Bill stands her up. That's terrible. Poor Bill thing. Stood her up. He, I, w- he was scared. I guess he was. He probably was intimidated by her. She was beautiful. Oh, yes, she really was. She and I don't think we ever get a picture of Bill. You know, I, I, I don't, don't know think that. So. I don't think we ever will. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right. But I was really intrigued that they went to a George Washington birthday Me program. Too. So I kind of gave it a goog to see yes. like if there was anything special about 1932, mm-hmm. and it most certainly was. 
that wasn't just any old George Washington program. Really? That was the bicentennial of George Washington's birthday. And the president at that time was Herbert Hoover, and he addressed a joint session of Congress to announce that there would be celebrations all the way through Thanksgiving Day of that year. He was quoted as saying, The true eulogy of Washington is this mighty nation. He contributed more to its origins than any other man. The influence of his character and his accomplishments has contributed to the building of some human freedom and ordered liberty, not alone upon this continent, but all continents. There you go. Wow, Herbert. Okay. Good speechwriter day. And then John Philip Sousa wrote a march Uh for George Washington, and all of the Army, Marine, Navy bands got together and played it on the State House. And I have a little bit of that music that I will play now. So lots of good things will happen that year. George Washington will have a bridge named for him in Seattle. I think a lot of cities will uh-huh. uh, like put up little statues and do things. So it was, it was a good time. And she had a, it came to her school. Yeah. So the birthday program was at her school, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they probably listened to the radio uh-huh. and and sure. heard Herbert Hoover speak. And, okay. And I'm sure school bands and yes. city bands all over the right. country were learning that John Philip Sousa march. It's okay. pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I also thought, you know, what's going on in the world mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. So while America is like rah rah and that it's George Washington's bicentennial, mm-hmm. a rally is being held in the Berlin sports plots, and Joseph Goebbels announced that Adolf Hitler would be running for the president of Germany. Hitler was not even at the rally because he was still trying to establish German citizenship before he could run because he was born in Austria. Right. Also, on that very day, Ted Kennedy was born. Wow. So that's a big that day. Puts that into perspective. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. When you think about it. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. interesting. Pretty cool. February 26, 1932. Bill came over and asked me to go to a wiener roast with him tonight. Wanted to go with Sam. They came by. Then Bill and I went in Louie's car, got Alice, and went out to the creek. Lights gave out on us, and we ran in the pitch. Louie and Alice took us girls home. No one was hurt. All the boys had a little wine and felt gay. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I think we have to... Pref- I felt gay once have- in college. Right. <laughs> and I guess from me, from, I guess it was six years old on. Oh, no, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, well... Yeah, different vernacular. Uh, now, yes, of course. the wiener roast, they had these often. I, yeah, I think it's kind of cute. I guess it was cheap, and right. they could like put them on sticks exactly. and just build a bonfire. Just see them doing and it. just you know eat the wiener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a great night. Right. <laughs> but I did find yeah. Alice. Okay. Alice, Alice Griffith was born April tenth, nineteen nineteen. She married a man named Fred Brown in nineteen thirty five. And she died at the age of 53 of breast cancer, and she had one daughter and one son. So as always, wah, wah. This always ends with somebody dead. Well, when it's 100 years later, chances are. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If we find one of these alive, I will freak out. And they'd probably be like, what? (laughs) The time? Yeah, they won't know. And I looked for Louie. And Lewis, yes. and I can't, you know, it was no really Louis. hard. I can't, well, there were a ton but of Louis. Alice didn't marry him. 100%. Yeah. 
And I can't narrow it down. So I'm keeping an eye on Louie. And I get, you know, eventually I find people. But it's interesting that this is the first time she talks about people drinking. Yes. And which is interesting because it's prohibition. Right. And we will discover later in the diary that Elizabeth, she don't like people when they drink. Right. She gets mad. Uh I mean, she breaks up with people over it. I mean, it's a big deal. But prohibition, I decided to learn a little hot fact about Mm -hmm. it because I don't think prohibition just dropped out of the sky. There's something had to start it. Uh So I found out some really interesting prohibition facts. Okay. So prohibition begins as early as 1840, mainly out in the frontier part of the country because they're out west, these little pop-up towns. There's Mm -hmm. no entertainment Mm -hmm. except going to the bar after work and getting hammered. Right. And then you're coming home and maybe you're not so nice to your wife and kids Mm -hmm. or even worse, maybe you're bringing home a venereal disease Mm -hmm. because all these bars were also brothels at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's getting a real bad rap. And in 1893, the Anti-Saloon League will begin. And by 1900, it's very, very powerful (laughs) and teams up with the KKK. Really? The mm-hmm. anti-saloon and the KKK folks were They joined in bed forces. Together. And you and you know why? Because no. they don't like Irish Catholics. For real. Because you know the KKK doesn't like Catholics. Okay. Either. Because they don't like the Pope and so I that's don't know the really common... that they found that little common ground. So before the KKK is burning churches uh-huh. and crosses on people's it's front lawns, it's burning liquor. it's burning saloons. Oh, then really? in nineteen fifteen, that stupid movie The Birth of the Nation mm-hmm. comes out. Birth yeah. of a Nation. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson plays it in the White House and the KKK suddenly gets this huge membership resurgence and emboldened. That's a perfect word Mm -hmm. for it. So thanks a lot, Woodrow Wilson. I have a lot of problems with that guy. Yeah. And, you know, and this it's kind of like the perfect storm because after the potato famine, 1.5 million Irish will emigrate to the United States. They're already not liked because 1.5 million of them are coming. The United States enacts anti-Irish immigration policies. When was that? Because, of course, in the late 1840s, early 1850s, the potato famine... Mm -hmm was in 1848. Ah. And Ireland lost 4 million wow. Irish in that tragedy. That was half wow. of their population. Dang. Yeah, they've never gotten those numbers back. There's 6 million people in Ireland right now. I do history because t- I had an Irishman on my tour. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do uh, history tours in downtown Charleston, South Carolina, and we have Hibernian Hall, the big Irish society. Uh-huh. So I always mention it because the Irish were a big part of Charleston, and he get he dropped all those hot facts on me. Uh, right, and I and I tell that to everybody on my tour since mm-hmm. then because I don't a lot it's of people. A lot of it's amazing how many people on my tour go. What what was the potato famine? Right. Well, I mean, they just don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's okay. <laughs> there are a lot of things in history that get skipped. I mean, history is getting longer and longer, right? There's a lot to cover. Exactly. But that was a big deal and a big deal in America, too. So, yeah, they're the big drinking 1. Irish Catholic. million of them mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. over. So, right. one of the bigger movers in Prohibition, this is interesting, too, is okay. a woman you will recognize, Susan B. Anthony. What did she do? She was a big part of the Prohibition movement. Oh, she was anti-liquor? Big time, because she was so pro-woman. Remember, Susan B. Anthony's mm-hmm. the one who's the suffrage movement woman mm-hmm. who wants women to vote. Mm-hmm. She also doesn't want women to get venereal diseases and get beat up by their drunk husbands. So she's mm-hmm. a huge part. And you know who else is a big part of Prohibition? Who? Booker T. Washington. Because he was like, anything that can devalue a person is bad for me. Mm-hmm. So if people are getting drunk and they're causing problems and they're hurting people, I stand for let's stop that. Okay. Which I think was a pretty cool a stance cause. for a, a, a black – Booker T. Washington was a black right. man, uh, one, a, a big speaker for mm-hmm. uh, his time for people of color. Right. He was an important voice. Mm-hmm. But women and black people mm-hmm. aren't going to get the job done. 
right? Mm -hmm. So somebody else was going to have to step in Mm -hmm. to make this work for Mm -hmm. the government. And of all people, it was manufacturers because manufacturers had real bad productivity issues on Mondays because everyone would either call out or hung over. (laughs) And they were like, you know what? I don't like alcohol (laughs) either. And that's what happened to get you. You have to follow the money. Right? right? That's when this and amendment that's what it finally. Came down to. So, yeah. How that also, is- World War I had happened, and German people make beer, and people didn't like okay. Germans either. Gotcha. So, it's a huge tie in wow. to all the prejudices and all the I don't like yous that kind of created uh, the um, 18th Amendment. Where do you think that Elizabeth and her friends would, or her friends would get their liquor or well, beer or uh, wine? In this well, case? yeah, let me, I'll get to that. So, it's interesting. The other reason, like I was just saying, follow the money. Yeah. So the government finally is like, okay, we mm-hmm. they make a lot of money off alcohol because it's taxed. It's still oh, taxed today. And they're like, well, the reason that that finally changed was in 1913, mm-hmm. the federal government had enacted the income tax. Okay. So now they're like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, we've got this income tax money. money. We don't need the alcohol money so much. Uh-huh. So, and manufacturers are pressuring us, our wives at home. <laughs> right. So finally, we're going to get it done. So on New Year's Day of 1920, the 18th Amendment went into effect and made it illegal to manufacture, transport, or sell alcohol. Really? So can you imagine the New Year's Eve party in 1919? Was a killer. Seriously. Sorry, folks. (laughs) I mean, blackout. Everybody waking up next day going, what did I do? I guess. How does that happen, though? Suddenly people were being arrested for having a glass of wine. Yeah, but what's interesting, it's manufacture, transport, Uh or sell. But not drink. Not have. So if you had like a wine cellar, or if you had cases and cases of booze, as long Uh as you're not selling it or taking it across state lines, it's really not. But what happens is not everybody has the luxury of wine cellars. So that's why today the mafia is as big as it ever was. Because they were the ones who were the bootleggers. Oh. So, yeah, the big five families that you see in The Godfather, yeah. they came about because of prohibition. Really? And they owned, that. you know, because it's coming in from Canada, right? Uh-huh. And they owned certain parts of, you know, New York, New Jersey, where they live. And then they uh-huh. had to all come together as a group and decide who owns what territory. Uh-huh. If you're moving your liquor through my county, you have to pay me yeah. because, I'm, you know, you're moving it through right. and I'll protect you. And that's when Al Capone mm-hmm. becomes Al Capone. Mm-hmm. It's all because it was weren't for prohibition sure. makes sense i mean it would just been gambling and prostitution which it had been before but alcohol mm-hmm. made it huge mm-hmm. kind of crazy but it was even more devastating in rural areas mm-hmm. where elizabeth will end up because they have to make their own right and because they're not necessarily good at it a lot of people get real sick oh. and they, i even read some articles about people like walking funny uh-huh. and you knew they had gotten some bad liquor i mean not like like walking Funny permanently, permanently oh. because they'd just gotten bad liquor and it had just like poisoned oh, their wow. body or shut something down. And it made vodka one of the bigger drinks in America because it was the easiest alcohol to make. To make. And because it doesn't necessarily taste great, that's mm-hmm. when mixed drinks mm-hmm. became popular. Mm-hmm. So prohibition did a lot of things. Well, when did it end? The I end th- of prohibition occurs on December 5th of 1933 with the 21st Amendment, which repealed the 18th Amendment. So alcohol is the only thing that amended the Constitution uh-huh. and then came back and that was changed. Re-amended or whatever. It, yeah. 
It's well, the only they time the amended. They yeah. they got rid of an amendment. They uh-huh. uh, there's a fancy word wow. for it. I don't know what that is. Alcohol. And it's just alcohol. Mm-hmm. But there was even I read one story about some like some guy like well if you go to Detroit how do you get alcohol? So well you go into a bar and you say real loud I want some alcohol because the bartender's <laughs> so busy serving other people. Uh-huh. So by the end of it uh-huh. everyone's drinking and no one really cares. That's so we're right. in 1932 with Elizabeth. So it's not. They're a huge getting deal. their hands on some wine. Sure. You know maybe some bathtub gin like Annie. <laughs> Right. Okay. And they're having a good time, but this time she doesn't seem too upset about it. Uh-huh. She'll get real upset about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I was going to mention there was someone on one of our TikToks who yeah. at one point was like, "What does Elizabeth's dad do?" And one of the followers was like, "He's a bootlegger." And I was like, "He wishes I saw he that. was a bootlegger." Right. But even if once it became legal, mm-hmm. why didn't he try to go get a job at like a beer plant? Well, or because he could have made so much money, but they probably still were just so. Ew, alcohol is bad. Because for 10 years, and they raised their children mm-hmm. thinking, that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Like how my parents would have felt about pot. Right. Like if they had known, and I'm not a big pot smoker, but if they had known that I ever tried it, oh my God, they probably would have cried. Right. Because they, to them, it yeah. was not Times a good thing. change. Yeah. I know. Oh, and on this very date that Elizabeth is writing in the yep. diary, Al Capone is serving time in Alcatraz for tax evasion. Okay. That's the only thing they could get them on. And it took them years to do it. There are lots of fun I, movies about these it. These criminals, they know how to do it. You know, it's kind of like when you become super famous, mm. people will start looking at you more closely. It's like all these mm. real housewives. Mm-hmm. And then they're all like going to jail now for fraud <laughs> because people are like, oh, I know you mm. and I know your shady dealings. Right. And then and then the, the government could be like, oh. how do they have all that money? When their tax forms say, I made $10, $10 this year. <laughs> right. Right? And that's, they're getting and themselves they're in big microscope. trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But the interesting thing about Al Capone is that he doesn't, he only serves 11 years in prison. He retires to his estate in Florida. Wow. Ow. And he dies um, of syphilis at the age of 48. Well. So he lived uh, loud and large. Loud and large and very illegally. That's alcohol and how it's going there. Okay, interesting stuff. February 28th, 1932. Here in Bell, another month. Daddy isn't making much at getting a job. Grandpa says we have to leave by the 1st of March. I'm afraid we can't. So, Uh Grandpa, yeah. I wonder why he was putting, like... A, a timeline on it in the first place. I mean, because he obviously knew. I mean, Louis isn't there sitting on the back porch right. whittling. That's important. He's off he's, looking for work. He's looking for work. So why has Grandpa mm-hmm. become so ornery that he's like... Well, it may be something as simple as this was a huge family and they just didn't have room for seven people. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a pretty big crew. I, right, right. Yeah, I'll be interested. We have been in contact with someone from Bell. Mm-hmm. And she's going to try to help us find the Underwood family home, or at least where it would have been, or maybe what it would have looked like. So I'm really excited about that. I am too. You listeners are wonderful. Yes. And all the messages we get and all the questions, Mm -hmm. please keep them up. And if you're from this part of town, good Lord, we'd love to hear from you because this is pretty cool. Yeah. March 1st, 1932. Bill walked to school with me this morning and at noon too. Lil came over here, and after a little while, we went to town. Lloyd Smith, Othello Floyd, and Jack Johnson picked us up and took us home. Mother, Francis, and I went to the Fonvilles tonight. The kids went to the Lindners. Francis and I listened to the radio. 
So I have a quick question. Yeah. So Bill walked to school with me this morning and at noon too. Mm-hmm. What, what does the, the twice? They come home for lunch. They do? Mm-hmm. They don't like take a bag lunch and eat it in the mm-hmm. playground like we did as kids. Mm-hmm. They get to go home, okay. which I think is kind of cool. I do too. Yeah. So he walked her. And because sometimes she'll talk about like went to school in the morning right. or went to school all day. Uh, she'll talk about going back in the mean. afternoon. Yes. So it's school is real. It just seems like it kind of was like a fluid. Very. Mm-hmm. Like I well, guess if you want to come for algebra this afternoon, you know. <laughs> yes, right. Well, there weren't standards. Not yet. standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, not yet. So, um, yeah, I think it's interesting too. And if we find out where she lived, we'll know where she lived and we have a cool downtown postcard of Bill. So Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. I th- do I already you, you know, might. we're so far ahead. Right. Things, I don't know what I've put on the online yet or not. We need to but, put that. But that postcard is adorable. Yes. Yes. And I would yeah. love for this woman who's gotten in touch with us to mm-hmm. go like, just go downtown and take a couple yeah. of pictures with your phone and text yeah. me. And I mean, she works for the for the county mm-hmm. and she seems to be real interested in the history of her county. And she's willing to do some research for us. She's just as kind as she it's can be. Mar- Mary's County. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Mary's it's or Mary's? Marie's? It's it is. Mary's. It's Mary's. I, yeah, there it's there are Mary's. a lot of things in that I part of the world Mary's. that we're saying wrong i looked it up in the very beginning Mm because i thought i've got to get this yeah from the beginning right so i've always said mary's so that indicates to me that when i first yeah yeah Yeah, no that makes sense to me too well we got a lot of people that we've met in this little entry and Mm -hmm. i have found them all oh othello lloyd jack Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. yeah so lloyd is uh lloyd smith (laughs) he was born on april 21st in 1914 Mm -hmm. and he will end up being a truck driver for the frisco railroad he'll marry a girl named opal Bach, and then he'll get a job as a pipeliner, and this is still in Missouri. They have one daughter named Sharla. Lloyd dies in 1988, and Opal will outlive him until 2009, and she dies at the age of 95, and I have a picture of them. Oh. It looks like it probably was posted mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, for an anniversary, because it's mm-hmm. them very young, okay. and then same in the them in the exact same pose, quite old. Oh. It's adorable, oh. but I got so lucky to find that, and that will definitely be on the that? Patreon. You know, I'm just a Googan, just a Goog machine. A, a Goog machine. I'm like, I'm a on the Ancestry.com, the Newspapers.com, and sometimes I just straight out goog it because when someone right. lives to be 2009, mm-hmm. come on, if your They're granny around. dies in right. 2009, you didn't put their picture in their obituary, <laughs> shame on you, shame <laughs> on you. Because, good or Lord. Facebook. Right. I know. Like, this is grandma. We love grandma. I mean, come on. So, and you know, so it's, I have a lot of fun. But yeah, a little, and uh, yeah, so so that's, so that's Lloyd. Elizabeth's dad worked for the Frisco line, or he didn't work for them, but he had prospects. I can't remember. He He didn't, he didn't get the job. Oh, that's right. I do. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Which, which was a huge railroad line that went. I can't remember. All the way to San Francisco. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Frisco line. Exactly. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that's very cool. Well, I also found Othello, but his name was Arundel Othello Floyd. Arundel. Arundel. Yes, that's, I know. Okay. And he will eventually go by the nickname Ted. Because, mm-hmm. oh my God, who wouldn't? <laughs> my Ted. name is Arundel Othello. But I go by Ted. But yes, thank God. <laughs> but he was born in June of 1914, and his okay. family owned a general store. His family owned a general <laughs> store in Bell that they end up selling in 1937. During that time, he's in law school. So he was going off on a different path altogether. And mm-hmm. in 1938, he marries a Mary Margaret Spaulding, who was a school teacher. He goes to World War II in 1943. I 
do not know what he does in the war. But when he comes back, he and his brother will end up opening two stores. Mm -hmm. One is a general store like his family used to own. And the other one is an authorized Ford dealership. And it had a write-up in the paper. It had the fanciest auto mechanic area in the whole state. Okay. So it was super like modern and you go get your car worked on. He and his wife will have one son in 1946. And then later they'll have a second son, but I couldn't find a date for that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they get a divorce and he ends up living in Arizona. And in 1986, he dies in Arizona. But in the meantime, he's gotten himself a new wife and her name is Cledith. Like Edith That's an odd name. With a CL. Okay. Right. So you would think, go to Ancestry.com. You could just type in Cletus, mm-hmm. and you'll probably find the one Cletus, maybe five in the whole world. Right. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. I could really? not find this Cletus uh-huh. does not exist. But in his obituary, he claims her as his wife and, uh-huh. and her two children as his stepchildren, and their last name was Rourke. So I even looked up Cletus Rourke, and girl, I can't find you. So, so who was he in the entry? Bill walked to school with her this morning, and they went to town, and Lloyd Smith and a fellow Floyd and Jack Johnson picked us up and took us home. So they were riding. They were just friends. And he'll pop up again okay. in the diary, too. But yeah, I would have just read that entry, and I found Lloyd, Sm- Lloyd Smith. So I don't know when he got his divorce from Mary, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking it's in 19... 19- in the 1970s, because mm-hmm. in 1978, his first wife, Miss Mary Margaret Spaulding, was kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. And she ends up leaving teaching and joining Scholastic Inc. Oh. And she will travel all over the state and into Texas, bringing musical education into schools. And in 1978, she goes to Atlanta to open a whole new Scholastic Inc. office. So like she was definitely educational single. Yeah, like, those little, like yeah. those little workbooks you'd get in school I that say Scholastic them. Inc. I I know. I and know. she was married to Othello. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking she's doing all that work in the 70s. That had to be about when they got their divorce. Because right. I don't know when he moves to Arizona, but by 1986, he's dead and remarried. Or remarried and dead, probably in that order. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So she was a big-time career woman. Uh-huh. She lives to be 93. Mm-hmm. And she keeps the last name Floyd. She never changes mm-hmm. her last name. But in her obituary, it does not say anything about him. <laughs> like, uh, you know, she is survived by right. or she proceeds in death or any of those things mm-hmm. the same obituaries doesn't mention him at all hmm. so there you have it that's othello all right sweet okay and then i found jack johnson jack johnson who is actually russell hall jackson now i guess i call him jack because of jackson i see because you don't get that from the russell at right. all so i i'm pretty sure that's how they got it but i the only way i was able to find him is that he's on somebody's family tree on ancestry uh-huh. yeah. and they put in parentheses that he went by jack okay so that's the way i 100 percent know i got him and that's what um, elizabeth called him for, uh, sure and i guess what everybody called him she you know? mentioned his last name which she, she did usually doesn't do i know well i notice when she's new in town mm-hmm. she'll call everybody by their last name at least one time Establish sometimes it. not immediately like went with bill and then uh-huh. later bill terrell okay. right and so that's why i think when i see a name mm-hmm. and i'm like have i not seen this name before did i did i like you know this handwriting's right. so small did i just miss it uh-huh. that's why it's so important to read these things three times and she wrote that for you she did that for me yeah just for me she's like so the one day when liz reads it if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then she never mentions it well, again, so if you didn't get you it. Know. Yeah, but little little Jack Johnson. Okay, let's see. Okay, he was born in January of 1915. Mm-hmm. He had blonde hair and blue eyes. All right, Jack. Here you go, Jack. He becomes a school teacher and marries a woman named Margaret Davis in 1939. I read their wedding announcement in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and it was described, quote, in a quiet ceremony at the bride's parents' home. Aww. End quote. It just sounds so simple and lovely. Yes. Just at the house. And oh, I, I've always wanted one of my kids to get married here at my well, house. they should. They should. But Daphne has promised me that she'll have her rehearsal dinner here. Well, that's um, So that'll be fun. Yeah, but I just want a party at the house. And she'll just, be first to go, probably. I, you know go what? As I don't know, because Daphne is super picky. And you better well, you better be. have like your eyes dotted and your T's crossed yeah. or Daphne's going to say, mm, keep walking. Well, good. Because she's holding out for a hero and she should because she's beautiful and she's smart. Amen. And anyway, in 1950, Jack Jackson is a salesman for the Sunshine Biscuit Company. Hmm. Sunshine Biscuit Company made Cheez-Its. And I know that oh. because as soon as I saw Sunshine Biscuit Company, yeah. I could picture the logo. Huh. on. Now, they got bought out by Kellogg's in the 90s. Uh-huh. But Cheez-Its are like one of my favorite little snacks. Mm. So I was immediately like, Cheez-Its. And he dies in 1991 at the age of 76. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, here's what I find is interesting. Uh She writes this on March 1st. And on March 1st, 1932, one of the most important things to ever happen in the world, well, at the time, Mm -hmm. a a huge thing happens. Mm -hmm. Charles Lindbergh's baby Mm -hmm. is kidnapped on March 1st, 1932. And I think it's the coolest story. I listened to this podcast Oh, what's it called? Mm, Crimes of the Centuries. That's what it's called. It's a really great podcast. And she had one about Charles Lindbergh and the Lindbergh baby because Charles Lindbergh was probably the most famous man in the world. Right. Because he was a pilot and he flew that flight from... Was it, it New York? Transatlantic? Yeah, from New York to Paris. Yeah. It was a 34-hour flight mm. and he did it mm. all by himself. Mm, yeah. And it was cold. He was a- 
hero around the world. Are you kidding me? When he landed in Paris, 150,000 people were waiting at that airstrip. They didn't know when he exactly when he was going to get there. They were waiting for this, the most important thing to ever happen. I mean, this transatlantic flight. Absolutely. But I've read, there was a biography about him that came out not too long ago. And I listened to an interview with the author. I mean, he would hallucinate on this flight. He had to stay up for 34 hours. Wow. I mean, how do you pee? What if you had a poop? Well, you just go. you just don't you just don't or or you well pee, you yeah. don't just don't well I mean I, mean, I guess you I guess you've got uh, too well. much going on you don't have to think about pooping no yeah like when you go on vacation and suddenly you're like I haven't gone to the bathroom in three days <laughs> well that's true that's probably <laughs> yeah. what it's like so he's like eh, forty thousand feet yeah. and, but can you imagine the eh, no. and the, yeah. And I just don't know how he did it. So yeah, right. what a hero. When he came back, 400,000 people were at a ticker tape parade for him in mm-hmm. New York City. Mm-hmm. He was more famous than the president, than mm-hmm. any world leader, than mm-hmm. the Pope. I mean, you name it. There was nobody. He, they, everybody wanted him to run for president. Good thing he didn't because I think he was kind of a Nazi. Oh, Wasn't he a Nazi sympathizer? I don't know that. I've, I've heard that too many times. I, I, I think maybe sure. in later in life he wasn't, or maybe after the war he was like, oh, dang. But I think at first he uh-huh. was probably like, hey, that's not such a bad idea. Right. And then he Could hopefully was uh, disgusted. But little Charlie Lindbergh was 18 months old when he was kidnapped. And the most interesting thing about his kidnapping is that Charles Lindbergh was not supposed to be home. Okay. But he'd, for some reason, gotten his dates wrong. He was supposed to be at a, a speech, but he was home working in his office. And he heard like a bang. Mm-hmm. And he paused and thought like okay and didn't hear anything else and just kept on working and then later the house the nanny is screaming because she's gone to check on the baby and the baby's gone they find off the side of the house there's a broken ladder like one of the rungs uh-huh. of the ladder broke so it was a handmade like makeshift like let me make a ladder real yeah, quick yeah. so it looks like someone made the ladder and climbed up it and then it broke okay. coming down with the extra weight okay. of a chunky little 18 right. month old baby right. so what they assume now is that that child died immediately wait a minute did they never find that yeah they did how that ended up no no so the baby is kidnapped on march 1st in may of the same year 1932 some truck driver Uh um, has to pee (laughs) this is the podcast day about peeing (laughs) he and he pulls over on the side of the road and finds the remains of the baby who had like head contusions so what they're thinking is the guy who kidnapped him didn't account for the weight of the baby the ladder broke the baby landed on the concrete that was below the window well, died immediately so but in the in the course the yeah dead the whole time in the course of finding this poor little dead baby the Lindbergh's got 15 ransom notes mm. and they were all mm-hmm. by the same person and they believed oh. it was a german man because he would spell things like germans would mm-hmm. who had just you know because mm-hmm. german spelling it has those e's and u's mm-hmm. and things in weird places and he would draw little doodles mm-hmm. on the ransom notes mm-hmm. and then at one point he sent them the baby's sleep suit God. Because he had it, because he probably realized, oh, crap, I've accidentally killed the baby, but let me take the little take sleep the suit so, so when they're like, prove you have the baby, I have something. And they ended up catching the guy. His name was Hauptman. And the main reason that I told this whole story is that I cannot believe mm-hmm. that the biggest thing in the world is right. happening. She'll never mention it. Not even, they found the Lindbergh baby today. Why do you think not? Well, I know exactly why. Okay. And, and uh, because she'll have moved... And her living situation has changed. Okay. But later in the diary, mm-hmm. in like 1936, mm-hmm. there'll be one sentence 
Hauptmann was killed today. Really? And I remember reading it the first time going, who? Who? And I even went to like look up executions in Missouri thinking it was some local guy. Yeah. It was the kidnapper of the Lindbergh baby. So of all this drama that goes on for years and months, she just mentions that one thing. She keeps up. Oh, she does keep up. But the fact that she never, his name was Bruno Richard Hauptmann. Mm -hmm. Her diaries were about her. And her friends for and sure, her life. but every once in a while she'll say like the George Washington celebration or right. Roosevelt's on the radio right. or things like that. Yeah. So I'm surprised that she wouldn't be like, oh my god, the Lindbergh, like the Duran baby dies, mm-hmm. yes. but she doesn't mention Charles Lindbergh. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. But then again, she's 14, exactly. So yeah. right. <laughs> she's thinking about Bill. March second, 1932. Bill walked home with me and Lil after school today, and then we got Francis and went to town. Talked to Chick. Sam, Pickles, and a lot of kids. Went to Lil's and heard Phil Baxter. Went to town around six to get some butter. Othello walked me home. Grandpa told all of us at the supper not to worry. He'd keep us. Had a free demonstration of talkies at school. How interesting talkies. So thank God, Grandpa. Yeah. But what I, I wonder if he was like, okay, stay as long as you need to. Because you know his wife, his daughter probably cried. And yeah, his wife right. was like, you Don't need to let meet him leave. Meet George. No. <laughs> exactly. Right. So he, I guess he got henpecked into coming to his senses. And I think you have that picture of them up on Patreon. I'm not sure. I think it goes, yeah, oh, by now I do. But a million percent. But it is. Yeah, I think go back to episode three okay. and you'll see pictures of the Underwoods. It's just their features. I just can't, I know. you know, you just, they're like etched in your brain. It's really, they're, they're interesting looking pictures. people. Yeah. And Bess, their daughter, Correct. Elizabeth, has such soft. Yeah. Like she's like a beautiful little yeah. doll baby. Yeah. By the time she gets to be an older woman. Uh-huh. You, the the difficulties of her life show on her they face sure do. and her shoulders. And, There's yeah. a picture of her maybe at the wedding mm-hmm. or maybe it's one way after. Mm-hmm. Where she her shoulders are just yeah. She's worked hard. Yeah, bless her heart. Yeah, I know. Beautiful. Lady. Um, but yeah, talkies. Uh, they went to a dem- a free demonstration of talkies. They now, toured. They toured the talkies. Really? Yeah, around that time when I edited this piece for uh, TikTok, I did some research, and yeah, they would have these little, it was exactly that, a demonstration of talkies. They'd bring the projector in and show little, you know, reels. It like how they were made? No, no. It was, a, it was, hey, look, you know, films can have talking now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it right. was no longer silent films. It was like, you know, a traveling demonstration of look at, you oh. know, the technology of today. Oh, that's interesting. Because, I mean, I thought by now talkies were just movies. Well. Well, I also, I did look it up too. Because yeah. they will continue to make silent films. The talkies were in the 20s, but. So, yes, silent films continued to be made after 1920, and the last silent film was actually made in 1936. Okay. So they're still, I guess, the talkie is still kind of like a new well, fun thing. I think the first one was the jazz singer. It was. In 1927. So so for her, you know how you would be in school and like you'd get a visitor, you know, oh, yeah. be so excited? Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was the demonstration, you know, the demonstration of the talkie guy was coming today. Oh, that's so cool. I know. Yeah. No, I think that's so neat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to find out what the last silent film was, and it was a Chinese film called Song at Midnight. Mm. So the Chinese were still making silent films the, right. the longest. America mm-hmm. got the technology first, which is, sure. yeah, that's kind of, uh, that's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, talkies at the school. That's neat. March 4th, 1932. 
Francis and I went walking tonight. Bill met us and went with us. Then we went down to Mrs. Fonville's. Bill and I talked out on the front porch of the house. We have a date tomorrow night. Went in at Miss Fonville's, talked, and ate apples. So they're always walking around talking about boys, those two, Francis and Elizabeth. Yeah, and they're hanging out at the Fonvilles quite a lot, which I think is charming because Mrs. Fonville, yes. if you'll remember, is the foster mother mm. of a woman who becomes an Underwood. So yes. she's now like the foster grandmother right. of Velma, Velma, who is Francis's good buddy. She ends up being in Francis, uh, was it Velma's wedding, was yep. the only attendant. So they're really close to the Fonvilles. Miss Fonville is family. And I think that's really sweet mm-hmm. because as a foster mom, never having children of her own, but opening up her mm-hmm. heart to mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. kids in those days. Yeah, I just I, I, I love everything. Apples. I know. We and taking care Fon- of everybody. Yeah. Because, you know, Elizabeth's mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. they don't have anything. Everybody in town knows it. They're like mm. probably trying to help them out. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't know. Think of that. I know. Bless her hearts. Mm-hmm. March fifth, nineteen thirty-two. It snowed this morning. Mother and I went downtown to Mrs. Fonville's, and she gave us some fruit. We went to town, went in the drugstore, and saw the pictures we took last Sunday. Talked to a lot of boys in there. Bill took me to the vocational agriculture play at the school tonight. George in a jam. I looked and looked and looked. For George in a jam? Yeah. Oh, did I you found find it. it. Oh, I did. Oh, good. What is it? Yes, yes, yes. A George in a jam yeah. is a British play written oh. by a playwright and screenwriter, J.B. Priestley. It was first performed in 1932 and tells the story of George Radfern, a young man who is about to marry his girlfriend, but finds himself in a difficult situation when his old flame arrives in town and rekindles his feelings for her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a legit show. Yeah, it was a cute little play that traveled. Okay. I found the little uh, program for it, it and everything. Isn't that cute? Sweet. And this J.B. Priestley will go on to write lots and lots of plays, but okay. George in a Jam ends up being his most yes. famous. But I love that they went to the vocational exactly. agriculture play. Yes. I mean, it made me think, is George <laughs> in a Jam a farmer who's having a tricky time planting that right. seed? Let's talk about agriculture. Right. I, no. I guess so. I think what it she meant a, to say was I went to the vocational agriculture school yes, to see I the play. So and maybe she was running out of room in that entry and just... Well, she also... This is not the Aggie. Right. This is different than is the Aggie. Is it not? Wouldn't it be the Aggie? How many schools did they have in town? School. That was Monticello. We're in oh. Bell. I think the, in Bell, it, it was probably a local agriculture college kind of thing huh? where they had some sort of facility to put a play on. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yeah, all the farmers. Let's do a play. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about Bill later because Bill is going to stick around for a while. But let's talk about who Bill is and who his family is. Okay. Because his father is a super interesting guy. Yeah. George Terrell was the Democrat elected to the state legislature in 1902 and again in 1928. He runs again in 1932 and Mm -hmm. loses his election. And Elizabeth will mention this in the diary when we get to that point. So Mm -hmm. she stays in touch with Bill for quite a while. Bill's dad. This is Bill's dad. He was a prosecuting attorney for Mary's Mary's for Mary's County for five terms and was a probate judge. So they're super fancy people. Mm. And John Terrell dies from cancer in 1950, and his brother Edward Mm -hmm. will die on the exact same day. Whoa. I think that's pretty cool. I wonder who went first. Wow. And that just why. and that just reminds me of my favorite story of two people dying on the exact same day. And it's Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died on the 50th anniversary of July 4th, 
within hours of each other. The cool thing about Thomas Jefferson and John Adams was that they were really good friends Mm -hmm. and then they became bitter enemies when John Adams was president and Mm -hmm. then Thomas Jefferson becomes president next Mm -hmm. and they don't speak for the longest time. And then one of them writes the other a letter to say like, you know, this is silly. And then they become the dearest of friends and they core their their letters back and forth Mm -hmm. are historical gems really that people have studied and read it's really cool but what's really really cool is that when i was reading all those biographies of every american president Mm -hmm. a lot of them would end with their final words Uh and i thought oh god i want to know the last word of every american president well some of them die suddenly and some get shot in the head so we don't know what their last words (laughs) were Uh. but thomas jefferson he dies first And his very last words Uh were, no doctor, nothing more. Mm. (laughs) But what's interesting is that right before Thomas Jefferson died, he called all of his servants into the room and Uh spoke to them privately. Okay. Okay. I often hope. Well, I just hope it was an apology. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because at the end of his life, he was afraid of Uh what heaven would do to him because of slavery. Oh, is that right? No, he said that pretty openly and knew that it was something he was going to have to be reckoned mm-hmm. with. It's he, kind of interesting. He had his chains just cha- chains on, just like Marley, the ghost. Is and I and it's really funny to. because since his last words were, no doctor, nothing yeah. more, he would have had a way better ending line mm-hmm. until his <laughs> until his stupid doctor came in. Yeah. But his Because his, his real last lines would have been, is this the 4th of July? Because ah. apparently all he would be waking in and up out of his and active dying. His... And he kept asking, is it the 4th of July? Is it the 4th of July? So he asked one last time. Uh-huh. Stupid doctor's like, let's give him more drugs. And then he uh-huh. had to say, no, doctor, oh, back off. Oh, I mean, not. It's the yeah, 4th right. of July. So he dies. So and then a few hours later, John Adams dies. And John Adams' last words were, now they're, they're, some, some people have said different things. Mm-hmm. But his last words were, Thomas Jefferson still lives. And it makes me think that he's in bed Uh and as a ghost, Uh because I believe in this kind of stuff, Uh Thomas Jefferson came to him Uh and he saw him. Like how uh, my mom kept seeing her grandmother mm-hmm. in the room when she was dying. She's like, Mamie is right there. Everybody, there's Mamie. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, oh. Wow. What is he Mamie? saw him. So he saw him. Right. And he said, oh, like he's still alive. Hmm. Some people also Those think he just said, words? it's either Thomas Jefferson still lives or Thomas Jefferson lives. And they were not in the same room. They weren't even in the same state. John Adams was in Massachusetts and Thomas Jefferson was in Monticello. We can finally put the ch in it. Yeah. Isn't that cool? mm -hmm. And they died on the same day, the 50th anniversary of the 4th of July. I I mean, isn't that neat? Yeah, it is. So that's pretty cool. And just for fun, Mm -hmm. uh, George Washington's last words were, I am just going... Have me decently buried and do not let my body be put into the vault less than three days after I am dead. Do you understand me? Tis well. God. He was so afraid of being buried alive. Is that? Oh. Mm -hmm. Everybody was back then because it happened. You know, you've seen those Victorian graves where they have the bell. Yes. So if you're in your coffin, you can ding, 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 ding. Like, hey, I was just sleeping (laughs) real hard, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. I mean, that always makes me nervous. Like, anytime wow. I've seen, like, well, I just rewatched Ozark recently. Yes. And every time they put someone in the crematorium, I'm mm-hmm. like, are they really dead? Are you sure? Are they going to wake up going, ah! Uh-huh. It's my biggest fear, too. Uh-huh. So I'm just. And his, but, I guess, as well. I guess. Three well, days. Give him three days. Yeah, he had good reason. Mm. <laughs> mm. March 8th, 1932. 
Lillian came to my house. Velma was here with Francis, and we went down to the post office. I had the headache real bad, but felt better after we went to town after bread. I feel sort of sick. Velma says I'm lovesick. Oh yeah, oh me. March eleventh, nineteen thirty-two. Didn't go to school any today. I was sick in bed with the flu. Lil, Bill, and Billy wrote me a little note at noon, and Bill wrote one this afternoon.、Mm, was she lovesick or sick sick? I think she was sick sick. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> But it's nice that Bill came to visit. And you know, after we've just gone through a pandemic, I'm like, oh no,、yeah. Bill, don't go visit her. You'll yeah, get、right. sick. We, You're gonna get your whole family sick. Yeah. So it's funny our knee jerk reaction. Even now, if I、mm-hmm. watch like an old movie and、mm-hmm. someone blows out candles on a cake,、oh, I'm、right. like, oh my god. <laughs> Although I do remember once going to a little birthday party for the neighbor right down、mm. the street, and his daughter literally blew out the candles and sneezed at the exact same、oh. moment, so it was coming、oh. out the mouth and the nose. Oh no! And I、oh, and we all just kind of looked around like,、Ew. don't even try. They served that cake. Uh, uh, don't. Uh, and I love cake. Yeah, but and even then, I I was like, I don't love cake that much. No, no. But it's interesting. On the exact same day that Elizabeth is sick with the flu,、mm-hmm. that day in history,、mm-hmm. in March nineteen thirty-two,、yeah. the German presidential election was held, and Adolf Hitler, although he received seven million fewer votes than his opponent, still gets a runoff. Because his opponent didn't run by a fifty percent majority. German rules are weird. Like、yeah. you can just become a citizen the day before the election. Apparently, like、okay. Adolf Hitler did, which is kind of dumb. So he has a runoff that he'll get to do in April. So Hitler is and the Nazi party is cranking do up. Do you think Elizabeth, if that was on her radar at all, this little girl in the middle of Middle America? Not yet. Yeah, but it will. Right. Even before we enter the war,、uh-huh. you know.、Uh, I'm in 1941 right、uh-huh. now, finally reading those diaries, and she's a very sophisticated reader. She's reading books that I had to read in high school, like Native Son and How Green Was My Valley. And she doesn't. Some of them, she's like, I don't really understand it, but I find it interesting. And I thought, just she's establishing. Your mom had talked about it in the bonus episode on the Patreon about how her mom started a library、mm-hmm. in Marble Hill. There was already a little library, but she got on the board、mm-hmm. and made it better. And they would have me. Meetings and talk about the books, and、mm-hmm. so the I guess official librarian woman would send Elizabeth home with these books, and they were、oh. they really she's not just reading Son、okay. of Tarzan anymore,、okay. she's reading really deep thinking books that people study. Wow. I, it's, it's been really fun to follow her reading list. Does she write down her, the names of every book? Yeah, she、it, keeps lists always. Right. I mean, she'll just be like, sat down and read Gone with the Wind some <laughs> today, or she does read Gone with the Wind. She gets so excited about going to the, see it in the movies. Uh huh.、Uh-huh. Who blame her? And at one point, she's reading Rebecca by、yes. Daphne du Maurier, which is one of my favorite books. Yeah. And I was so excited for her to say like, Oh my God, it was the best book I ever read, and she just didn't mention it. And I'm right. Like,、oh, right. Oh, it's so good though. But yeah, she she's never without a book. Wow. But just real sophisticated reader. Reader, ah,、uh, yes.、Mm-hmm. Well, now I say that, but she had little babies who napped, and sometimes she'd read、mm-hmm. while they napped, so she did have time.、Mm-hmm. March sixteenth, nineteen thirty-two. Francis, Lil, and I went to town, picked up an old highway sign, and put it in Lil's room. It rained so hard that Gussie took Francis and me home in the car. Bill said Erlene talked to him last night. Arlene. All right, Arlene, back off our man. <laughs> Isn't that a Dolly Parton song? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jolene. Oh, because I was about to say, now、Earlene. you've knocked it out of my head. Arlene, Arlene, Arlene. Oh, let's rewrite it. But Arlene、yeah. is、mm-hmm. actually Arlene. Okay. 
Johnson. Maybe they just pronounced it early. Right. Oh, my God. I had a girl on my tour the other day. Yes. And she told me her name was Dorna. Dorna. <laughs> and I was like, what a beautiful name. I said, how oh, fascinating. No. And then it was just Donna. Donna. And she had an accent. But the whole time I would call her Dorna. Because <laughs> I thought that's how you pronounce it. I love and I was it. so embarrassed. And I felt so bad. I mean, you can't help it if you have a colloquial. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Kind of accent, but then I was from South Carolina, and I'm sure they were from somewhere. They were well, actually, it was no, she was very southern. Oh, she She just said extreme southern, yeah, 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 and just you know, didn't know how to say her her own name, bless her heart. So, oh my god, (laughs) I was so embarrassed. Um, anyway, but I so Arlene Johnson, she's born in 1916, she was a member of a very prominent Bell family, one of the first families to settle in the area in 1828. Mm -hmm. And her father was a hugely respected doctor, and his obituary is so long, Mm -hmm. and it talks about all the flowers and all the people. So that means that he was a big, Mm -hmm. loved part of his community, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty cool. Arlene marries a man named John Hall, who is the partner of a bank, Mm -hmm. so she did well. And they'll have, well, I don't know, maybe not. Oh, no, it's... Okay, yeah, she gets married in the 30s, so she's does she's doing all right. And they will have four children. One of them dies in infancy. Mm-hmm. That's sad. And she dies in 1980. Earlene. Earlene. And her husband will outlive her by another 16 years, but never remarries, oh. which is sweet because a lot of men can't handle it. Right. And they get married right away. Yeah. Oh, we'll find one of those coming up soon, too. But anyway. Mm. March 21st, 1932. Francis and I walked home with Bill... Read Little Orphan Annie books to Dean and Helen tonight. Then we helped Dean with her arithmetic. Gussie is getting as he has something more to say. He brought Francis and me home yesterday. We had to push the car. He talked quite a bit. I think I still like him a little. Mm, 
Gussie. So there's Gussie sneaking his way back it's like in. like a horse race. You know, I think it's just you want what you can't have. That's what, exactly and, yeah, what it is. Yeah, and I think she's like, well, that highway girl is gone, and yeah. Gussie is kind of cute. Right. We do have a picture of Gussie. Oh. So that for sure. Is that uh, on we've we've already We've wrapped we've him up. Oh, yeah. Right. So, okay. yeah, I'll repost it for this episode because he's yeah. still sticking around. But just to wrap it up, Little Orphan Annie um, yeah. was a character in an American comic strip created by Harold Gray. And Annie first appeared in the New York Daily News on August 5th of 1924 and ran until 2010. So it had a long life, and it follows the adventures of a young girl named Annie who was orphaned and taken in by a wealthy industrialist named Daddy Warbucks. Now, it's interesting because in 1924, that's mm-hmm. the real boom. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the roaring 20s, mm-hmm. manufacturing is huge. Mm-hmm. You can, If you own a factory, you're it, and that's who Daddy Warbucks was. So that's pretty cool. But Annie um, is known for the phrase... Leaping lizards mm-hmm. and gee whiz. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that little vernacular came from. Right. And she has her little friends, including her dog Sandy. And of course, mm-hmm. Annie was a big play on Broadway, and everybody is the movie with Carol Burnett. But Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. was Annie mm-hmm. in 1979. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I first thought, was she? And I looked online, and someone, someone had posted a very uh, respectable website that that was like a Mandela effect, and she never had been. And I was like, what? So I went to her own like page, mm-hmm. and it's there in her playbill. Yeah, so she, she was. Yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. March 24th, 1932. Talked to Bill and Pickles in front of the butcher shop. Pickles brought us some candy. We sat in his car. Then we went to a field and got a lesson in golf. Then Pickles took us for a little ride. Bill sulked and got mad about something. Francis and I got out at Lil's and stayed a few minutes. All of us talked to Grandpa and Grandma tonight. March 25th, 1932. We three girls went to town tonight, stood out in front of the meat market, and talked to Gussie and Pickles. They brought us home. Bill is mad, and I think he got drunk. Alcohol again. There we have it. Now we now suddenly it. she's like, there's no, there's no being gay anymore. Right. There's just a yeah. drinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Bill. Mm, Bill, Bill's in trouble. He is in trouble. <laughs> March 28th, 1932. Bill told me to ask him not to smoke anymore, so I did. Gee, I like him a lot. I just realized it. I'm planning on some keen times in April. Last month of school. April 1st, 1932. Went to the sophomore wiener roast tonight. Bill and I went in Casey's car. We went to the clubhouse down by the river. A swell night for a wiener roast. I sure did have a good time. I hope Bill did too. April 2nd, 1932. Louie and Lil came by tonight and took me to the junior-senior banquet at the school. We got to serve. Bill and Louie came after we went riding, and I spent the night with Lil. I think Gussie wanted me to go with him and Lil to go with Earl. First of all, Bill be smoking. How does she feel about that? Well, I bet everybody smoked. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I well, know. I mean, yeah. No one Bill knew it was bad for you. Not, well, he asked. Bill told me to ask him not to smoke anymore. Yeah. So she so must maybe not have liked it. She must not have liked it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The smell. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, yeah. Liquor and cigarettes. So that's where we're going to wrap up this week's episode. We're going to head into next week's and see now we've got Bill and Gussie. So yes. we're back, uh, two boys. She <laughs> likes to have two boys at a time because they're safety in numbers. And mm-hmm. there you have it. Mm-hmm. So 
All right. Y'all, don't forget, our Patreon is up and running. I thank the Patreoners who have already joined us so much. I appreciate the support and the trust you have in us to create content for you. But at the $5 level, you get pictures of all the things we've been talking about, plus our semi-weekly TikTok lives. We do our best, y'all, keeping up with those lives. It takes a lot of energy. And we like to post those at the $5 level just for a little fun. The $10 level is where all the excitement is because you get all the pictures and the TikToks, but you get either a bonus episode or you get an episode a week early. So the $10 level is a good deal. Join us there. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Oh, also Instagram, My Grandma's Diaries. And we are on Facebook. By the time you get this, we'll have been on Facebook for a while. And that's the only place where our name is different. There we are, Elizabeth's Diaries. It might be changed by then, though, to My Grandma's Diaries. We're doing our best. So either look for My Grandma's Diaries or Elizabeth's Diaries, but you'll know it's us because of the beautiful picture of Elizabeth Hartzell. And come find us and and join in all the fun. And yay! Have a great day! Happy Mother's Day! Oh, it's already passed. Doesn't matter. Goodbye! That's almost an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to wait and record the other one yeah. another day? Because that was a lot. Oh, my God. That was and a-